Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning, and welcome into today's podcast and our daily spiritual practice of tarot, tapping in and centering ourselves in the energy of the day centering ourselves in our relationship, centering ourselves within so we can approach our relationships, right? From a a more stable ground, a more honest ground, um, and with a clearer view, really. Um, so thanks for joining me today. You might notice I didn't do our, um, the little, um, summary of cards this morning. I was kind of testing that out last week and I realized that as much as that can be really helpful, um, as much as that offers somebody a chance to listen to two minutes and move on with their day, um, there was something about it that I was like, you know, it, this isn't my space for that. <laughs> and um, It might be something I do in time on Instagram or something along those lines because Instagram is just a great place for shorter content uh, for people who are busy for, and and I want to say this lovingly, for people who have yet to take time and attention to put um, towards depth and nuance and um, a meditation or a meditative contemplative type practice that might take 20 or 30 minutes here on the podcast with me. And I realized I just didn't want to cultivate that here. It's not that it's wrong. And there are times when we need that. And there may be times when tarot takes a back seat and, you know, having a quick two minutes is just perfect for you. Uh, but that is just not what I want to cultivate here. And so I was like, ah, yes, I was trying to add convenience where I didn't want convenience available. I wanted attention and um, I wanted contemplation and I wanted conversation <laughs> and I wanted connection. So all of these things today to say, that was a nice little tip like dip of the toe into a certain strategy. And then that really told me, you know, what I needed to do there, Um, whether that really fit me or not. I love that. It's how I do things. People who know me a lot more personally or who have been in my teaching or coaching or consulting spaces know that experimentation is just like a huge value of mind. And when people actually push me for what my own advice is versus, um, you know, just holding space for what comes up for them. My advice is always take a step in and see how it feels. You know, it's like getting into a lake. There's a certain time of year where you, the water might be good enough to swim in, but you just don't know till you step in and you see if you can handle, um, that. And if that is like, the temperature that you like and it feels good to you and you always just step out if it's not and that's that and there's really nothing lost in the process there is never anything 
lost with trying something. I think the loss arrives, at least for me, when I stay in something too long that didn't feel good very quickly on, um, didn't feel like it was the right temperature for me. Um, didn't really instill me with wanting to wade further into it. Right. Um, and that's usually, I find where the loss is, is we wade into things and stay because we think we're supposed to. Um, sometimes we also get out too soon because we're watching people around us, you know, dip their toe in and go, Ooh, it's cold. And if you're like me, um, I can handle a little bit more. And so that sometimes I would metaphorically get out of the water, get out of doing something because others were also dropping it. And I think that that's a big lesson uh, because experimentation is about staying with the things that when we dipped our toe in, they felt good and safe enough for us um, and exciting enough or whatever your value is, free enough. Um, loving enough to take another step in. And I often see dating as the same way. It it really is just like getting into a cold lake. You know, is it for you or is it not? And you'll know. Um, But there's all these other factors that begin to influence you. Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of just what I was thinking about this morning as I dived in and we're going to dive into the cards is you know, we get to try something and there's no skin off our back if we do usually. Um, Just what we think other people will think. But honestly, um, people are just not that concerned with us. And to me, that's freeing. (laughs) To me, that's freeing. Um, Because it means that people can love me and they're not spending their whole time judging me. And that's a belief that I hold. And I know that for some people, that's not true. I know there are some people in my life who I've, I've shed or I've had ruptures with that weren't able to be repaired. And I know that those people probably deep down, if they were to see me in person, talk to me, um, they would not hate me. In fact, there'd probably be a lot of care and love there. If, you know, it's really hard to hate people up close. It's really easy to love people up close. Um, when we're far away, it's really easy to rupture. Um, and so I know there would be care there, but probably a lot of judgment as well. Um, but I hold the belief that the people I love are not walking around judging me. And that belief serves me, even if it's not true. It means I'm not acting as if everybody is doing things because of me. Right. And they're not reacting to things because of me or a judgment they're having of me or thoughts they're having about me, um, that they're doing that of their own volition for their own reasons. Um, it's really freeing. And this is a good jumping in point to our cards, which is very intrinsic to the way that we look at our relationships today. So our cards today, our self abandonment card is the reverse two of cups. Two of Cups being our card where two people are meeting and connecting on mutual ground and building something really healthy with open hearts that they kind of offer each other. So it's in reverse today and it's in self-abandon. So there's a lot of relationship energy today um, around that. And how we're coming back to ourselves, I really love this, is the moon card. And the moon card is the 18 card of the major arcana. It's Pisces energy. 
And we actually have the full moon in Pisces coming up here on the 10th. Um, I actually just dropped a podcast yesterday that is a tarot um, spread and the cards of this full moon and all the kind of players at play in this full moon and how I read that tarot reading. And as well as a three card reading for every zodiac sign. So um, maybe once you're done today, you can kind of, or even right now, you can go in and add that to the um, list of your podcast to listen to, or maybe you're going to add it to your queue so that it starts up after this one, or um, put it on your calendar if you want to listen to it. Definitely recommend listening to it early before the full moon so you're prepared um, as things already start coming up for you before that full moon hits all right so what does all this mean today um well with the two of cups in reversed in self-abandoned today i mean there's numerous ways this can apply to our life but it, very simply we are caught in the perception of relationships always being uneven. And I like to remind people that if a re- if relationship after relationship after relationship, and this could be dating, romance, serious relationship, family, friends, again and again and again, if these relationships are feeling really uneven, meaning They're not mutual. The attention, the love, uh, the care, the um, just the output, whatever that might mean for you, the conversations, the talk, the communication. I mean, so many things. If it constantly feels like it is an uneven playing field, you know, and I'm talking to you codependents right now who I know listen and tune in because I talk to you so much. Um, and I do in my poetry as well and on my personal Instagram page. Um, but, you know, those of us who overgive or overadvise or take over responsibility to or over fawn and over celebrate, uh, celebrate's cool. <laughs> but I, I mean in relation to fawning, meaning we are kind of just always giving people compliments right? Like we're over, we're kind of love bombing people all the time uh, because we feel like we have to in order to secure the love back and the care and the friendship and the romance and all those things. So if this is true for you, if you feel like it's just one relationship after another in your realm, then the common denominator is you. And we say this lovingly because the fact is it's that doesn't negate the fact that they are uneven, right? It doesn't actually take away from the reality that they are. It just means that you are partly responsible for that dynamic being created. And sometimes it's, sometimes it is our perspective right? Not all the time, but today it's here to tell us this. Um, so we don't always want to question. Sometimes they, we just have relationships that aren't mutual. And we are, when we really 
get still, when we meditate and contemplate, like, I mean, not just for a second and in our head, but through our journals, through silence in a silent room for half an hour, um, through speaking it and figuring it out with another person we trust, um, whose skin isn't in the game, by the way, um, that we do have relationships and friendships that aren't mutual and it's okay to release those or at least deprioritize them. I like to call what happens with relationships rearranging or reorganizing, right? They just, they either reorganize closer. You can organize them and put them in order closer to you, or you can reorganize them further away and further out. And sometimes they're way off the map, right? Um, But it's just a reorganization, of where that person belongs. And, but today, today there's something here and I I want to bring it into what is happening within us. So we're going to kind of put a pin in, is this actually mutual or not? And we're going to ask, well, what if I'm always seeing it that way? What if that's always my perspective? Um, because it's next to the moon and the moon tells me that there's some deep part of us, some deep fear that is really clouding our ability to um, connect and commune with others in a really healthy way, right? And to really trust others. And that's what we're supposed to do today. We're supposed to really look with the moon how our fear is being reflected into our life, right? These, these things that are quiet, that move in the darkness within us. And I, I say that in a loving way, like, you know, that, that beautiful cavern within that is yours, um, it, that's ethereal, not scary, right? Um, although I've had my moments where it's felt scary and it's felt like it's a void and it's not ethereal, you know, it's not some mystic cavern. I can find my solitude and stability in the rocks beneath me. It's scary. It feels like I'm going to fall. It feels like there's a cliff in there. So I do get that. And, and it, it can oscillate for us, but it's about being able to go in there and see that what we see in there is, is a reflection of us. What we see in life when we walk out of there is a reflection of what's going on inside of us and how that's playing out in our life as well. And so I think today the really strong intuition and kind of spirit message that I received when I was contemplating the reversed two of cups was that when we overgive, when we give too much, when we offer people what we think they need and yet we haven't offered it to ourselves first, it's very easy to walk through life believing that nobody ever meets you and that nobody can ever really meet your needs and that Others just cannot rise 
to the, your occasion, right? They, they cannot um, give you what you need. And the baffling part of codependency, and I, I was speaking on this the other day with somebody, um, is that we do have energy to meet our needs. We could be meeting so many of our needs in life, whether that's through us personally in some way or through the energy of asking for help from a community of people, right? Community care, not relational care, right? Not a relationship, one other person taking care of all of our needs in life. Um, And... When this, when this happens, and, and I wrote about this as well, and I said, when I am giving too much, let me die on my pedestal. And that means, like, I have literally had relationships die because the person left me on my pedestal and let me continue to overgive, 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 and offer them things that I would I was not offering myself. I was not offering myself that energy. And they couldn't meet me because my standard was so high. And they also couldn't meet me because I was abdicating responsibility for myself. And so there's an uneven ground under our feet. So why would it ever feel mutual? You know, we have, how do I put this? Such a big topic, you know? We, we with our energy, will, let's get real down to earth here. Okay, let's put our feet on the ground. We are um, doing chores that our partner are responsible for. Um, we are cleaning up after them. We are um, doing things for them, not out of the kindness of our heart, but because we truly want to fulfill that need for them because that makes us feel good. And we also sometimes, when we want our needs met, instead of asking for help, what we will do is we will meet the need of another in this hope that transactionally they will then turn around and meet our need in return. And so it's this very covert transaction. It's capitalism in relationships. And it, it is when we get down in the moon to what's real here, it's dishonest. We don't have the capability to be honest And so we maneuver around and we act transactionally in the hopes that our needs will be met. And people can't guess that. And also sometimes we overgive and oversupport so much that anybody that has energetic boundaries who prioritizes themselves and their needs because they know that's important to their mental health, anybody who's doing that will never quite measure up to us. And so we are constantly in a state where we feel like 
we give more than we get. And then anything we, any help we do get will even never measure up anyways. So then there's a lack of gratitude and appreciation or people who I, there's so much out there where people talk about the bar, the, the standards being on the floor. And that's true. It really is. But sometimes we're saying that and it's a skewed sense, a reflection of what's within us, which is the bars on the floor because mine's in the sky for myself and I won't respect you until you meet me in my pattern of overgiving. And the funny part is we extend energy to meet their need, expecting they will then turn around and meet ours. We could have extended that energy towards the need we had in that moment and both people would have been happier. We could have extended that energy to ask for help instead of doing for others. And so we think we have no energy. We think we have no energy left to meet our own needs, but we're running around meeting everybody else's. And that's the baffling part of perception is we don't see that we've depleted our own energy. And that's why our needs aren't getting met because we don't have the energy to meet them ourselves or ask for help and support from our partners or our community of people. We are using so much energy to um, manipulate, to maneuver, to control, to convince, to bid for a need to be met without ever just opening our mouth and saying, I could really use some help cleaning today. I don't have any energy. Could you take that on? And that's 20 seconds of our time. And I know there's a lot of reasons we could go trauma digging with the moon, you know, and maybe you have of why that is, but it's not going to change our reality today, right? Trauma digging in the past is great work. And we have to couple that with what we can do right now. What do you have capacity for? Maybe you don't feel safe enough to ask your partner, but can you ask a friend to come help you? Does that feel a little safer today? Community support, right? Not relational support. Your, your partner, the person you're dating, they're just part of the equation of people in your life you could be utilizing, right? And so the moon is just saying, you know, what is happening in your relationship is a reflection of you and a mirror. And I love good, healthy mirrors. And so next time, you know, you, you want to, you know, you, you are getting caught in this perception or even the reality that you are giving more than your partner or you're giving more than somebody in your life. I want you to really sit back and and look at what they're doing and use them as a mirror. And using that mirror, then we can really start to see, is this something I also, like, can I learn from this person? Or is this person really, like, devoid of sentiment, devoid of love, um, all of those things? Closed up, unavailable. 
So when we can sit back and look at this person, knowing they're a reflection of us, knowing we can use them as a mirror, we can go, hmm, how did my partner handle that? You know, and it might not be a partner again, it might be dating, or it might be a friend. But let's say you needed something or you want to talk about something. And your partner's like, hey, I would love to. Um, There's nothing I would want more, but I can't because of X, Y, Z. You know, and I'm, I'm sorry that I can't. Maybe another time or maybe down the road or, you know, maybe when I have capacity for this. And can we use that as a mirror of going, whoa, that's permission. That's how you do it. That's how I can respond. And I've learned a lot from my partner, and I know my partner's learned a lot from me by being a mirror and being guides to each other, not by teaching each other, not by advising each other, but by handling a situation with integrity and having energetic boundaries around us and being really honest. You know, there are days when my person wants to do something and I've had to say of course I would love to do that but I just I'm exhausted today I need space tonight Um, maybe you could call somebody else and then you watch your partner weeks down the line who's usually says yes to everything and never gets space say to someone you know thank you that's great um I'm just really tired. I need some space tonight. Maybe so-and-so would want to do it with you and we could do it another time. And I'm like, oh, I remember saying that to him and I've never heard him really say that before to people, you know, and we can learn so much. And the moon is like, yes, our, like what's going on inside of us really is reflected in what we see in the world and what we see in our relationship. But then there's this backwards thing as well, where the world can be our mirror that we can use to learn things and can be a a new possibility of how we could show up in the world. And so today, if you are feeling like your relationships aren't mutual, I want you to watch your partner's integrity. And this isn't about tit for tat, by the way, because energy and intention matter. And so if you're like, oh, my partner just sits around on the couch and drops garbage and just leaves it there and leaves cups everywhere, I'm going to do the same thing so they know how it feels. No. Like, is that person in integrity that they're not, you know, picking up after themselves? Well, then don't you do it. Amir just says we have a moment to sit back and be this sort of like clean slate that's observing them and going, do we want to embody that as well? And some things that they do might be teachers for us where we're like, yeah, you know what? My partner just came up to me and was like, hey, I want to do this on the weekend. You You know, like... Are you going to be around to watch the kid? And you're like, oh, that's how I can do it. You know, and and you learn, oh, I can go up to them. And and this isn't about the fact, you know, don't shame yourself that maybe you didn't think this way before. 
Like sometimes it's obvious, but if we've been overgivers, if we've been codependents, we have to relearn how to be in relationships and show up for ourselves mutually. And so test it out, go to them the next week and be like, Hey, I'm doing this this weekend. Like, um, you know, are you going to be around because I'm going to be gone and, you know, try that out, test that out. You know, the person who leaves things around, do they then pick it up an hour later of like, maybe they just weren't pushing themselves in that moment to be perfect and for everything to be in order. But if you watch them, maybe they cleaned up a little bit later after they had relaxed. And what you can actually learn from that person is I'm allowed to rest for an hour and have the house be messy and then do it a little bit later on. And there, that can still be an integrity. And my partner actually got what they needed, which was rest. And then they also did what they were responsible for. And so sometimes we want to really observe that mirror over the long term. And so I think it's like, instead of looking at our partners, our people, our friends, our coworkers today, as like, they don't do as much as I do. They said no to me. Um, I wasn't able to get this from them today. Uh, they can't guess what I need. Today with the moon, not only are we looking at really looking at our perception of that and asking if it's true, we're also watching the people in our life meet their needs and be in integrity and not overgive, you know, and maybe your partner overgives in one way and not in others. And it, there, there's something beautiful. There goes my alarm to do this podcast. <laughs> Too late alarm. Um, we just have to watch them, right? And so in some realms of their life, we can learn from them. And in other realms, maybe they're going to learn from us, right? I often think um, with men, you know, they haven't been um, socialized a lot in terms of emotional intelligence. And a lot of them haven't felt that inner permission to read books and learn. Now, we can't force that, but we can be a mirror of what that looks like. And we can be a mirror of like, that learning is for us. We're not shoving it down other people's throat. We're embodying what we learn. We're not just using it to get what we want. Um, and that is just something I'm speaking to probably a lot of women, but I know, I know men who are like this too, who are really into self-help and things. And, um, I just think that's a really real experience. It doesn't really have a lot to do with everything I was talking about, but we're often trying to get our partners to change and grow. Only way we can do that is to be a really healthy mirror and to keep ourselves in integrity, knowing that just like children, adults need models. They really do. And the closer you are to them, the more of a model you are for them. You know, we do, we're influenced by those closest five people we hang out with, not online, although a little bit online, but even more so in real life. What kind of partner are you being? What are you reflecting of what's going on inside you? Because when you overgive, what's reflected out is this person is hustling and striving and they don't trust that I will stick around or they don't believe they're lovable 
Ooh, that's a big one. Have you ever dated someone who tells like self-deprecating jokes or they're really down on themselves? Like, oh, like I'm, I'm really fat or I say that being like a big person. Um, or, you know, they make these jokes at their expense that aren't kind of tongue in cheek. I love myself. Um, but they're really like, you just get this vibe, like this person actually feels this way about themselves. It's such a turnoff. You don't want to be around that person. And I once heard it said, we convince people why they shouldn't love us when we're like self-deprecating and hate on ourselves all the time in their presence, because we are modeling to them how to think and treat us. Now that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean it's going to happen right away. People often want to support us and love us through all this stuff. But the longer they hear that message, the more we're programming them to think the same way we're thinking. We just can't help it. Adults are just like children, just in the sense that we do sponge up and we do take in what's going on around us. And if it's repeated and repeated and repeated, it will become our norm, even if we didn't believe that thing when we first entered that space or we first entered into that relationship, right? That's why when couples are together longer, um, that you start to notice some of their values shift closer together, or you start to notice some of their opinions of the world shift closer together. Um, it, you just can't help it. It's just, that's the humanness. And we do want to have boundaries, but that's just how it goes. And so we're really reflecting on our integrity today and how we're showing up. How, how do you show your partner how to treat you? If you talk down about yourself, if you are critical of yourself, if you extend all of your energy all the time and overgive, you're really modeling to your partner how they should treat you, which is they should also be down on you. They should also say negative things about you. And they should they should also put more chores and responsibility on you. Do you see how we create the very reality we fear with our behavior? We really teach people how to treat us. We really do. And I know there's lots of nuance there, but it does happen. And the longer you're together, it happens. So you treat yourself with integrity in the, in a relationship, friendship, you will treat them. You will teach them how to treat you. And they will either, you know, take that on slowly, but surely, and it'll be part of your relationship or they will fight against it. And then you'll really see where, as they say, the rubber hits the road <laughs> where it's like, yeah, get, get, get the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> you know, because if someone's going to fight you when you're actually being in integrity with yourself, like you're not talking down to yourself, you not, you are meeting your needs in any way you can. You're being honest without being blaming, without being, um, manipulative, you know, without all those aspects of, I'm telling this truth to get something out of you instead of to just, you know, be an expressive person who's owning themselves, um, all of those things. So I think I need to stop there. We're going to go on a whole new topic. Um, but just know today that reflection, those mirrors really watch yourself. 
Um, and if you go down the route where you do end up over giving, just know that that's also a route through. It can be a little harder and you might have more to learn there before the behavior and the pattern shift. And you might need to slowly experience a little more, you know, discomfort there before you're ready to make a change. So, um, just know that that's okay too. All right. That's what I got for you today. Enjoy. And, um, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk tomorrow. We'll do some more cards tomorrow. All right. I care about you. Talk to you then. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennetdale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.